Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So he turns around and says, this might toot hole. Oh my God. <laughs> and then points at his butt. It just cracked us up for probably a good 20 minutes. Because he just kept doing it. We would laugh. And then with like perfect comedic timing, he'd turn around again and be like, this my toot hole. That was so good. This my toot hole. And it's funny, right? Because it's a toot hole and it's a little kid talking about farts. Right. But I also think it's fascinating because... Not neither of us taught him that. No, I mean, I we, didn't tell him that. You didn't tell him that. Well, we do call them. We call them toots right. in our house, and it is a hole. I mean, you know, he knows what holes are, right? But then he just magically put two and two together one day and called it his toot hole. Right, he could have just easily called it his like bottom hole. Yeah, or, or his like his tutor scooter or his uh, <laughs> toot trumpet. I mean, it it was like. It was it was at the same time so hilarious and also a fascinating moment of toddler brain development where totally. he created his own word for something. That was so good. It was so funny, just like a portmanteau of two other words that we use to talk about it. Oh my gosh. You know, I don't think I've ever said like that's that's your anus. <laughs> or, right. or that's Which actually, your butthole. That leads me to an even bigger question of like, what do you call like anatomical things? You know, sure. I know that you, your dad's a doctor. Yes. So you grew up with like penis and yes. anus and or maybe not anus, but maybe butthole. Anus wasn't really discussed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but yeah, we didn't say like, Wee wee. Right. We said penis. <laughs> I, I doubt you called it a penis. Penis. No, we, we said penis because I don't know. My dad was a doctor, and I guess that's like his go to is saying the real word for the thing. Right. And your mom's also a teacher. So, right. Like <clears throat> she probably thought, okay, we're going to go with the like the real word. Mm -hmm. But we have decided that we're going with you know, like our own words for things, like yeah. kid words for things. Kid words, yeah. We're going with wee-wee. Wee-wee. For penis. Right. And toots. And toots for farts. For farts. Which yeah. like farts isn't even like a bad word. No, but, but it's- I don't know. But I just, actually, I got the word toot from uh, from a friend of mine who I, I was like in her house. We had our kids together. They mm -hmm. were young. And- uh, um, one of them farted and I was like, Oh, is that a fart? And mm. and she turns to me and she goes, we call them toots. Mm. And I was like, Oh, we call them toots now too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. I'm oh, stealing I like that. that. I'm stealing it. Thank you, Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah. So yeah, we have these like cutesy names for things. Yeah. And now Wes has taken the cutesy name 
and turned it into the actual anatomical word that he uses for his butthole. I think it's fascinating. It is so funny. Also, he's obsessed with toots right now. That's true. He's going through a toot phase. Yeah. I mean, maybe a lot of parents out here that are listening have experienced the toot phase, but... uh, He's such a boy. He farts and then he laughs and then he goes... Did you hear a toot? <laughs> he like looks at me and asks me if I heard him fart. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I heard you, bud. <laughs> I wonder if that's like a small way that us as a society and us as parents like start to like unconsciously enforce gender norms, right? Because like we just laugh. We're like, that's hilarious. You're tooting. You're laughing. You're saying <laughs> it's your toot hole. But like if... If Wes were a girl, would we would be we do the like, same thing? Oh, you sh- you shouldn't fart at the dinner table. Like we say, excuse me right. after I fart. Maybe oh, I don't know, but I think uh, probably that is really really interesting. I mean, I struggled with IBS, mm. and I don't think you've ever talked about it before. Do you well, want to? Oh, I mean, I don't need to talk about that it mean? that much. Uh, actually, it 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 is because it's related. It is related. It is related. It's a feeling of shame. <laughs> <laughs> well, when Ned and I started dating and we moved in together, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, like, didn't want to fart around him. Clammed up. And then I like created this this disease for myself. I don't know if I would call it a disease, but yeah, I had like IBS symptoms and I had to take medication for it. Because I didn't want to fart around my boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You didn't have it before you met me? No. Oh, my goodness. I thought it was something that you had kind of struggled with for most of your, well, maybe you know, teenage and bit, college years. Maybe I had a little bit during college because of, like, the shared bathrooms and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I had this, like, weird shame around around pooping and farting and uh i don't know and you can fart around me anytime well i know that now yes that's that's when you knew you loved me is when all the ibs evaporated well you know what's funny is uh uh a lot of the like ibs also evaporated around the first pregnancy with wes really yeah it's like the the organs in my body just sort of shifted and (laughs) Uh, and then it was like, okay, well, we don't have this problem anymore. Really? <laughs> yeah, isn't that well, that's great. I know, I know. Wow. I mean, they kind of shifted back with the second pregnancy. We right. Haven't, so now it's like worse. Actually. You and I haven't really discussed this yet, but uh-huh. I'm sure you've noticed. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, well, you know, I, we don't need to talk about talk about that on the podcast. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't noticed. Somebody know. <laughs> no, I actually haven't noticed uh, if that makes you feel any better. But you, I know, have noticed and you keep talking about it. <laughs> and you're like, I feel like I'm more farty this time around. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't uh, I mean, is it is it bad if I say it seems about the same? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, shoot. But whatever it is, I'm here for it. I, I accept you. Mm. I love you. Thanks. Well, I think that this is probably a good time to uh, for you and I to discuss what we're going to do around like toots, toots in our house. What do you mean? Are we going to continue to laugh when somebody oh, farts? I mean, I think so. That's what we do like between the two of us. That's true. <laughs> oh, that's 
true. <laughs> so, oh, man. Yeah, I think that's just our household uh, policy now. Okay. I mean, your mom's not going to be happy about that. No, but, you know, yeah, it's okay if my mom's not happy about it. Uh, she'll get on board. Okay. Yeah. With just giggling after everybody. I words. think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, fair enough. Okay. You, you heard it here first, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our, our family laughs when you fart. Um, okay. So today. Yes. We Big day. have a little issue with little Finn here. Yeah. Our pod might be like five, 10 minutes shorter because we got to go to the doctor. We got to go to the pediatrician today because Finn has eye goobers. Yeah. We're worried he has an eye infection. Well, it's either an eye infection or, I mean, of course, I, like, Googled it. Yeah. Well, uh, our minds always night. go to the... Does this happen to you? Does your mind always go to the worst possible outcome? Oh, I, I immediately thought he's losing an eye. And then, of course, the like, Google is not helpful because if you Google baby losing an eye, th- possibly, goop, goop <laughs> crusty... Uh, they'll be like, oh, yeah, it's very serious. You want to know something that always seems to happen to me when I Google, like, uh, medical symptoms? What? So, you know when... Start to feel them? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, okay, so you, you Google medical symptoms, right? Right. And then Google has this thing where it comes with these boxes that tell you what it could possibly be. Oh. And the one of the boxes for me is always pregnancy. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? Like I Google baby has crusty eye and it says you might be pregnant. You might be pregnant. <laughs> I'm like not relevant what? Google. <laughs> this is so not relevant. Baby like my baby. Oh, my girl. <laughs> my baby. <laughs> baby has crusty eye. Baby has crusty. Eye. Yeah, so Finn has a single crusty eye. Uh it could possibly be that I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but uh, no, I think it, it it could also be like a clogged tear duct. Right. Um, it could be. Yeah. He has nothing. We doing some hot compresses. Mm-hmm. He has started getting tears recently, mm-hmm. which is like at once the uh, like the saddest thing you'll ever see, and also like the most exciting thing you'll ever see because it's mm-hmm, new, mm-hmm. you know. But he'll get like a single tear, and you're like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this, what we wanted to talk about today was what do you do when your baby gets sick? How do you deal with it? How do you know when it's the right, right. time to call the doctor? And right. And how do you kind of deal with those feelings? How do you find a doctor? How do you find a doctor? I mean, how do we find our doctor? Well, we uh, asked our pediatrician friend. Yeah. <laughs> we happen to have a good friend, Dr. Travis. He's been in a couple of Try Guys videos, Ugh, who uh, is a pediatrician. Yes, he is and, a pediatrician. You know, knows the local scene. And so we said, you know, do you know anybody in LA who is a good pediatrician that we could go to? Mm-hmm. Um, and he recommended some of the graduates from CHLA. Um, and so we found them and went to their practice. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I love about our pediatrician is that they have the advice hotline. I got connected with someone very quickly this morning. I don't know if if every pediatrician has that or if that's just something that's special to like practices that have like multiple pediatricians. Yeah. But it is the best because you seriously call the pediatrician 50 times in the first in in baby's first year Mm -hmm. because everything is like more scary. Right. You know, because they're so small. 
And I'm sure for some people, the advice hotline might just be your mom. Right. Of course. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which that's good too. That's great too. I mean, I suppose we could call my mom or your mom, mm-hmm. but I don't know. They'd probably be like, call your doctor. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's true. <laughs> My sleepy. Or, well, back in my day, yeah. we called I Krusty's snacks. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like my mom would probably just be like, put breast milk on it. Yeah. Which, actually, Google did tell me to put breast milk oh, on really? it. Oh, so really? There you go. Yeah. My mom would be like, call 911. Call 911. <laughs> he has a head contusion. <laughs> Take him to the emergency room. Yep. <laughs> Oh, stereotypes are funny. But yeah, we are a little worried. His uh, eyes are a little like swollen. Oh, look at him sleeping right now. I know, he's sleeping. Such a little sleeper. He sleeps through everything. Nappy boy. Hi, Bubba. Uh, Hi. So yeah, we definitely would recommend asking around. Ask your friends. You know, ask your friends that have kids. Who do they use for the doctor? And if they like them, what they like about them. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, there are certain things that... Maybe you like in a, in a pediatrician that other people don't really like in a pediatrician. Mm-hmm. You know, like may I, I'm actually considering switching pediatricians, not uh, not the practice because I like the practice, but switching to a male pediatrician because mm. we have we so we have a female pediatrician right now, uh, and we have two boys, and I'm just you know I'm like as they get older do we need a male pediatrician? That's true, because you keep seeing your pediatrician. Until you're like 20. Yeah. I mean, you saw your pediatrician until you were like, like out of college. I don't know if I went after I graduated, but uh, certainly, yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, I'm sure like freshman year I went to say hi, like Christmas break checkup or something, because you don't have a doctor in college. Right. It's hard to like, there's the student health services and that's really only if you drink too much. (laughs) <laughs> oh, sounds like somebody uh, drank too much in college. I, no, and no, 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 no. That never happened to me. But that was always the, it was called Department of Undergraduate Health. And so if someone was like looking pretty, like, oh, they were drinking a lot, they would be like, oh, no, you're going to go to DUH later. <laughs> like, oh, no, you're going to go to DUH. What would they like give you an IV or something? Oh, yeah. That's like if you were like, you know, borderline alcohol poisoning you know they might like pump your stomach with activated charcoal oh my gosh IV, like... so it's basically a hospital oh yeah oh yeah. okay yeah you, you had a hospital on campus well yeah it was a major research university <laughs> <laughs> fair enough no i i distinctly remember i mean my college was very small so we would just go to the hospital mm-hmm. the I actual see. hospital the actual hospital yeah yeah yeah. yeah, that was DUH was different from Yale New Haven. That was like, oh, you're oh, you're you're well, you're serious. We know Yale New Haven very well. Yeah, because we took West. We there. took West there. He bonked his head on a on a, like a bed post when we were at a reunion of mine. It's I don't know if you parents out there are like on you know like there's a spectrum right there's like a like a zero to ten like live and let live or immediate freak out right like, and I feel do like we go to the hospital or do we wait it out we started at like a nine yes we we were so like 
trigger happy on pulling. We started at a 10. Yeah, we started at 10. Well, no, actually, no, I would argue we started at a nine because I would say because the first time that we went to the ER Mm -hmm. with Wes. Yeah. He rolled off the couch. Right. Right. So maybe a foot and a half Mm -hmm. from the couch to a carpeted floor. Yeah. And we freaked out a little bit, but we were like, let's wait it out. Sure. And so we waited three hours. And then we went to the hospital. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was acting strange. Well, we called the doctor and she said, well, is he acting strange? And we were like, well, he's a baby. <laughs> we're like, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely acting. He's crying. I, I, he tooted three times. He usually tooted he's, twice. He's, he's, he's crying like a baby. Yeah. So he's, he's absolutely, uh, yeah, something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's an ideal place to land on that spectrum because, you know, probably most of the time, like, the kids are fine. Even here, like, put breast milk on it. We're going to go to the doctor just in case it's like an eye infection and he needs antibiotics because, you know, it's a little swollen. That's a bit, bit worse than just the, just your average eye boogers. Yeah. But it's probably fine. You know what? I would argue that uh, during the like the first few years of life, that going to the ER or going to the doctor for stuff like this actually makes the par- it is like more for the parents than it is for the so kids. That, that reassuring, yeah, nature, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, like yes, you your kid like needs antibiotics, but the doctor could just prescribe antibiotics or something like that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, and it's one of those things that'll probably go away in like a week, but we need the doctor to tell us that it's okay. That's right. That's yeah. right. And on the off chance that it's not okay, mm-hmm. this is, you really want to be like catching that early when it's a three month old, right? as opposed to, I don't know if you're 30 and I don't know what would be the example of something that you kind of let kick around in your body that's sort of not okay, but ends up like a like a hernia, maybe a hernia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I kind of thought I had a hernia. I went to the doctor. They're like, you could get surgery. And I was like, hell no, I do not (laughs) want to get surgery. And is I'm just going to do watchful waiting. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, watchful waiting and complaining. Now I feel life. fine. Yeah, I, I, the complaining helped. So thank you. I know. Thank you for I know listening. It does. No, you're welcome. Um, yeah, but I mean, it, we are also in a position where we can go to the doctor, where it's not like you know a three hour drive to get to the hospital or something like sure, that. Sure, sure. You know, so. So or that that might be five hundred dollar proposition, right? Exactly. So that might be part of it. Is that it's it, like we are in a place where it's easy yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um. But there are absolutely places where it's not easy to do that. So mm-hmm. you kind of have to like home health. Home health. You just got have to kind of wait it out. Mm-hmm. Google health. Google. <laughs> no, I do not like Google health. I mean, it can be helpful sometimes, but it always lists all the horrible things that can go wrong. Oh, absolutely. And it just ends up making you feel more stressed out about it. Yeah. Yeah. And and in the end, honestly, at the end of every one of those boxes that I was talking mm-hmm. about, it says call your doctor. Yeah. It always has a disclaimer of like, yeah, well, but we really can't be doing Google health. We're not that useful. Yeah. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah. WebMD. It is interesting though, like once you get into sort of the like mid midwifery, mid midwifery, mm-hmm. uh, like you know, uh, solutions for things, mm-hmm. it things get a little bit more, uh, a little bit more chill. Mm. You know, it's like putting breast milk on it actually probably does help. Mm-hmm. Like breast milk has antibacterial properties. Mm. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff that your body does that you know, is, is made to take care of babies, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. like there are, uh, there's like when you're sick and your baby or or your baby is sick, it, it like kind of makes your milk different to give to your baby. Really? Isn't that fascinating? What does it make it different? Well, I think it, it gives, so, uh, what's it called when, when you're sick and then you get like antibodies, Oh yeah. So those antibodies pass from you to your child. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Isn't that fascinating? Wow. Yeah. Okay, so our producer Rachel just chimed in about uh people that have tested COVID positive and moms have recovered. That have tested yeah, COVID positive. Moms. Their breast milk changes color. Really? And you can see the antibodies from COVID in the breast milk. Like what color? Like pink? She said blues. Right? Blue, blue and green. Blue and green. Oh, that's fascinating. You know, blue and green. My that's, breast milk. That's wild. My breast milk changes color when I take vitamins. No way. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It turns a little bit greenish. Whoa. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? Whoa. What if you eat like, like, what if you drank a bunch of orange juice? Would it turn orange? No, probably not. What if not. you ate a bunch of kale? Would it turn green? No, probably not. I think it's more like, uh, you know how like when you take a, a multivitamin and then you pee? Yeah. And it's like like highlighter. Bright orange, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, it's kind of like that where I just, I think that some of those vitamins kind of get transferred out. Well, uh, I mean, once, once they approve the COVID vaccine for breastfeeding mothers, if mm-hmm. they haven't already you would then pass the antibodies down too. Exactly. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's so huge. I mean... You know, quick uh, Dr. Google, I couldn't really find it, but I would say if you're interested, ask your doctor because it's possible you could get the vaccine and that means you could inoculate your baby. Also as Huge, well. mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. Uh, wow, that's so cool that your breast... I wonder if it changes colors based on your mood. Wouldn't that be fun? If you're like really happy, it's like kind of like warm and like yellowy and kind of It's always honey. warm. It's it's body temperature. Oh sure, yeah. I mean warm in color. Ah, but, I see. But yes, it's always warm. <laughs> or if you're like really upset, it's just like a little bit red and there's like little 
scratchy bits in it. Scratchy bits. <laughs> I don't know. That would be that would be fascinating. I mean, it does change color. Yeah, like, it changes color based on probably you know like fat content and things mm. like that. I, I mean, if you looked at our freezer right now and you looked at the freezer bags, yeah, like some of them are lighter almost like white and other ones are like yellow, you know, I mean, almost like bordering orange. So strange. It's really interesting. And some of them are like more, well, okay. So there's, uh, I, I honestly should do a little bit more research about this before I talk about it too much, but I know that there are several different types of milk Mm. that, that like you get in one breastfeeding session, like the, the four milk, Mm is uh is more like hydrating and it's it's more like water okay you know so for moms that are breastfeeding um if you're pumping and you're looking at your milk uh the the the, like probably the first couple letdowns that you have during during a pumping session um is like very sort of watery and white Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and is this interesting oh yeah it's fascinating i i mean it's very interesting to me so i don't know um and then and then as you like get into the breastfeeding session and like baby is now hydrated and now you're like feeding baby uh-huh. then the milk gets a little bit more um like uh like milky and and fatty hmm. you know mm-hmm. isn't that interesting and so you know uh-huh. like i i uh like ex- express milk and then give it to finn and so all of that kind of gets mixed together Hmm. But it is interesting to see that. If he's ever a little burpy, does it like curdle? Oh, yeah. If he's like getting acidic kind of Probably. mouth burps and I mean, you've spit seen, up. You've seen some of those burps where it like looks a little bit like. Yeah, it looks a little chunky. A little chunky. <gasps> Maybe it's curdling with breast milk. It probably curdle. It's like stomach acid curdles the Whoa. breast milk. Whoa. Whoa. I never thought about that. We could pasteurize your breast milk. Oh my goodness! Actually, they do pasteurize breast milk. Really? Yeah. So um, if they give it to you in the hospital. Yeah, exactly. Remember Whoa. when we were in the hospital and they asked us uh, if we wanted to do like donor breast milk? Right. Um. I so they have to pasteurize that. Yeah. Huh. Isn't that interesting? Huh. Yeah, I know. I know. Wow. Fascinating. Speaking of dairy, you are back on the cheese train. I am. I am. You want to talk about how that happened? I don't know if we've talked about how. You know, in some four-month-old, up to four months, babies can be very like dairy intolerant. Yeah, and have well, we did talk about how I went in their poops. I went off dairy. Right, right, right. Uh, but so, so basically, I would probably stay off dairy if I was making enough. You didn't milk. like cheese so goddamn and if much, I didn't am like I right? So much. But if I if if I was okay, so. Uh, if, Breastfeeding update for everybody out there. Uh, Finn is real chonky and he drinks a lot of milk. He drinks like 30 ounces a day. Um, and I am only making about 24 ounces a day. Damn. What's that? Damn. Well, I math. mean, math. Yeah. So it, it doesn't add up. And so uh, I actually created a freezer stash when he was smaller and yeah because in less. the early days you're still creating 24 when exactly. he was drinking like 12 exactly <laughs> exactly so so this little one so so and all of the uh the breast milk that i have stored was from when i was eating dairy mm-hmm. and so if i'm you know gonna use the freezer milk uh right he has then he's getting dairy milk yeah and for a while you thought it was after you had stopped 
eating dairy. Mm-hmm. And you thought to yourself, oh, no, here I'm feeding him dairy milk and he's getting upset. Then you kept feeding him milk and he was fine. He was fine. Then you realized that it wasn't after you had eaten dairy. It was before you had stopped eating dairy. Oh, there he is. Oh, buddy. Hello. Come here, mister. Hello. You, You hungry? You just woke up from your nap. You hungry? So we discovered that you had been feeding him freezer breast milk riddled with dairy and he was totally fine and he was totally fine so now you're back on it yeah how's it feel uh how does, how does the cheese treat you honestly like burrata i i feel a little bit guilty because guilty. i feel like i'm still hurting him well you know it's, it's just it's just one of those <clears throat> it's one of those things that i can't shake with a like with an infant is that anytime that your baby is is like crying or struggling or, you know, like sick in any way, you sort of blame yourself, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Do you get that? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's hard. It's hard to <laughs> let yourself off the hook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Yeah. Well, you could reframe it like I'm sure there's a lot of good stuff in dairy that. That's true. You know, I that mean, you're, you're I certainly need the calcium. Mm-hmm. Uh but uh, yeah, actually, yeah. thank you for you're that. Welcome. That's that's a really yeah, good thing to say. You're you're giving him even more nutrients. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Wes said the cutest thing the other day. Yeah, I was holding Finn, and uh, and Wes, you know, kind of walks up and he's so gentle with him. Yeah, like as as you know, very sweet. <clears throat> and I know that's not the case for all uh, siblings, but like he comes up to Finn and he sort of gives me a look and he's like can I touch him? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, of course you can touch him. And then he touches his face and he goes, Finn has eyebrows. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Finn has eyebrows just like you and just like me. And he was like, huh. huh. Like it didn't even occur to him that eyebrows were like a human thing. I don't know. Yeah. Fascinating. I he always is amazed by the idea of growing bigger. When I'll say someday, he's like Finn can't talk. And I was like, that's right, Finn doesn't talk right now. But someday he'll get bigger and he'll learn how to talk. Mm-hmm. And someday you'll get bigger and you'll be as tall as me. And he's like, wow, <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah, I have noticed that he's been kind of talking more about. Uh, or, Time. or just just like realizing his size more mm-hmm. or like his limitations almost mm-hmm. you know like uh he started doing this thing where he's where he'll uh where i i ask if i can get into his bed oh you know, yeah because he has a twin size bed right now and uh and we climb into his bed to read to him snuggles and so yeah snuggles. It's great. i mean it's the best and so i say you know Okay, can I can I climb into your bed? Where should I where should I be? Do you want to lay on this side or this side? Um, because he's a toddler, and I give him choices because that makes him feel mm-hmm. feel you know uh, uh, in control, like he has control of things. Yeah, but um, uh, and he he said, yeah, of course you can lay in my bed, mommy. You're not going to break it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, I guess you're right because I'm bigger than you and. And so I'm not going to break this bed, but he does say that I'm going to break some things. Yeah. Like if I sit in his little chair, he's like, don't break it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he wouldn't let me climb in his bed on vacation because he was saying that 
there was yellow tape. Oh, that was And precious. I was going to break it. Yeah. I also, that's another amazing thing. Like, where did he come up with that? I, we've never described, like, a construction, construction site. sites or, or crime scenes. Uh, yeah, oh my or, God, a crime scene. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't think tape. he knows what that is. But it's, yeah, like, I guess they have yellow tape on construction sites. Like, maybe he's just seen it as we walk around the neighborhood. Or, I mean, he has a thousand construction books. Yeah. So maybe there's yellow tape in one of those. I don't remember reading about, like, and it's surrounded by yellow tape, which lets people know not to go in. I don't know. He just came up with this idea of yellow tape blocking me out of his bed. Yeah. And I was sad, but also amazed. I know. that It's so heart-wrenching when he, like, you know, puts up a wall mm-hmm. or, you know, pretend yellow tape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not even three. He's, he's already shutting me out of his I life. Know. Ah. He's three going on 13. How do you parents out there deal with that feeling? Oh. No. And I then I, after a night of particularly hard trouble going to sleep, I remember for you, he said, he said, is there still yellow taping? He said, no. And he went, cut, cut, cut. Yeah. He, <laughs> and he, he snipped said, the yellow I, tape I away. the yellow tape. Yeah. And he cut a little hole in it for me to climb in. Oh. It was so cute. And it was so like, it felt so real. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's, he's doing this pretend thing that, I, I, I mean, he's obviously our first kid, so I've never seen it before. But I'm just amazed by mm-hmm. the like the depth of his imagination and how real it is to him. I know. You know, I mean, he can go on about uh, about getting dressed up in his fireman outfit, mm-hmm. his pretend fireman outfit. Mm-hmm. He like puts on socks and then he puts on his boots and then mm-hmm. he puts on his pants and then he puts on his suspenders and then he puts on his jacket and then he puts on his goggles and then he puts on his hat <laughs> and then he takes them all off one by one. And I'm just like, who are you? Yeah. I remember that was a thing in like, like early, like improv classes that I took where they were saying like, Oh, you know, as a kid, you do all this pretending you do all this playing. And then as an adult, you kind of forget it when you tell yourself, Oh, that's silly. That's not something to do. But when you're on stage, you know, making, making stuff up on the spot, Uh you kind of have to tap into that childhood sense of play and of pretend and of, uh, just imagining something that's in front of you as if it were really there because, you know, you're, I, you don't have props, you don't have sets, you don't have costumes. I honestly think that is uh, one of the things that makes you such an amazing father is that you are able to just tap into that, like, that sense of play. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like, I struggle with that. I really do? do. Oh, yeah, I, absolutely. I see you do it quite well. Well, sure. I mean, I can, but, but but it's, you feel like you struggle. It's still, it it takes a lot more work for me, Mm -hmm. you know, like I just kind of have to shut off the part of my brain. That's like, Oh, I need to do the dishes or I need to clean this or I need to do the laundry, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and just kind of things, all those adult things or, you know, like, Oh, my car registration or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever else. Uh, I, I find it more difficult to shut that part of my brain off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe this is broader than just you and me. Maybe it's uh, men and women. Maybe it's, I mean, maybe it's just the type of people that we are. Oh, I think it's, I think it's really difficult. I'm sure it's hard for a lot of people out there to kind of find the childhood sense of play and uh you know mm-hmm. how do you leave all of your adult worries at the door when your kid just wants to 
run back and forth and look at a dinosaur in the closet over and over and over again. You know, you kind of have to put it away and just be there in that dinosaur moment. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Also, did you come up with that or did he come up with that? He came up with that. Stop it. Yes, he's like, there's a dinosaur in the closet. He says, we're going to go look at something in the closet. I'm like, okay. I'm like, what's in there? He's like, "Mm, a dinosaur. (laughs) 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 Um, But I, I mean, I think... It might be true that uh, that like improv classes uh, probably helped because I think it is like a skill and a muscle and like a. So what you're saying is improv classes prepared you for parenting. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> apparently, yeah. I mean, look, improv is kind of silly, and it's because it's silly because there's a very like, oh my god, there's a lot of lore and history and like i'm sure that people who are in those improv classes right now do not think it is exactly that's that's the point that it is life well it is it is i mean it improv is life it is life for for people who are in second city right now or io that's right or trying to trying to get onto snl or yeah you know whatever i was gonna pivot i was gonna say it seems silly from the outside but when you're in it there's a deep you're not rich world of exploration you're not giving the first five years of our relationship enough credit no 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) it's it's quite quite difficult to do and there's a lot of a lot of training a lot of like theories and a lot of practice and you can get really deep into it. And, and as you say, for five years, I mean, I, we did, I mean, that was, that yeah. was my life and improv and sketch doing live shows in Chicago, Yeah, doing all sorts of classes and training and rehearsals and yeah. coaching. And it's just like, you know, over time it becomes a muscle that you get better at um, kind of just like just dropping all of your adult BS at the door and, kind of getting just just getting into a world of imagination because nobody wants to see somebody on stage like worried about their taxes or worried about themselves (laughs) looking silly or not worried about doing the correct thing next i mean you kind of have to that is just go for it that is something that i've always uh kind of been jealous of Mm-hmm. when I would see people on stage is, is that, you know, they were able to let go of all of those, those feelings of, you know, like ah, that's, that's always something that's kept me from like performing in front of people mm-hmm. is, I don't know. I just can't let go of my of body image or, uh, you know, just like, that that fear that people won't like me yeah it's really hard Mm -hmm. uh and i would say i probably have it's easier for me to do something performative and like it's a lot harder for me to like say give a speech at a wedding really yeah because part of the like trick for me is 
I just pretend I'm somebody else. And even, even in try guys, I mean, I, I, I use all of the like improv skills and training, like every day with try guys where all of a sudden camera goes on and snap, you have to be fun and performative and just mm. like silly and mm. allow yourself to not think too much. But I, I kind of, I, I, I am aware of the boundary between my actual self and my like on camera self and almost think of it as like, I'm playing a, a character of myself, which, which I guess is like a layer of separation between your own like insecurities and your outward projection of yourself that helps you helps me at least um, kind of have that carefree, fearless attitude. Mm. And I, I probably making a speech at a wedding, you have to do the same thing. You're sort of like not the version of yourself that gets insecure. You're the version of yourself. That's like super, gregarious and uh right. charming and you just kind of jump in and go for it but hmm. it's tough it it's tough. tough and i i think being around kids helps you tap into it more have you felt that that has changed for you since you've been doing it more with wes absolutely yeah yeah i mean i now i i have sort of practiced that feeling mm -hmm. of just letting letting it go and just being in the moment and you know, kind of tapping into this toddler's world mm -hmm. of, okay, yeah, he does see a dinosaur in the closet. Mm -hmm. Is it a mommy dinosaur or a daddy dinosaur? Mm -hmm. And oh my goodness, is this a baby dinosaur? Mm -hmm. Should we, sh I mean, and, and then he picks up the baby dinosaur, like, you know, a little pretend baby dinosaur mm -hmm. and is like, let's bring it back to his mommy. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, oh my so goodness, <laughs> you are so precious. Who are you? Like, did I teach him that? I don't know. I don't know. Like, does he come just... up with that himself? Like, in the same way that I blame myself whenever something goes wrong, mm. I should you, I be trying to congratulate yourself? Yeah, should I be like congratulating right? myself when he does something adorable or sweet? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I don't. Maybe I should be. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, whenever he makes a friend or something, I'm like, mm, mm, I did that. I'm good at making friends, too. <laughs> Gets that from his mom. He gets it from his mother. Yeah. No, I I honestly, I think that that is a, um, I don't think that that's a very healthy way of no, I mean, raising kids. Some parts, he's just being a kid, you know, he's like, he's his own person experiencing his own Yeah, things. you can't, just in the way that you can't blame yourself, you can't like congratulate yourself either because well, I mean, you can, mm -hmm. you can congratulate yourself for whatever you want. I mean, you got to take what you can get out no. there as moms and dads. I'm just <laughs> so good at improvisational comedy. My God. <laughs> but, but I would say that, you know, like taking everything that your child does and being like, like that's on me, yeah. you know, that's, that can't possibly be a healthy way of parenting because you're constantly, uh, it, like referring things back to yourself, you have to just let your kid be, be there themselves, mm -hmm. you know, and Wes has such a personality right now and it is not your personality or my personality. Yeah. It's his personality. Yeah. Cool to see. It is. I wonder what Finn's going to be like. He's a good baby. He's a good baby. He's a really good baby. He like, it, it was very, I mean, maybe it's because he's our second baby and we like know how to do it now, but like he was just really easy to read Mm -hmm. you know what he needs mm -hmm. you know he gets and like he's so smiley now he's so smiley he's now. so smiley he just looks at you and smiles yeah it's adorable he's sleepy and he's farty and 
you know, he like he grunts when he needs to poop and mm-hmm. he he's he's like sweet and smiley and he doesn't sleep well, but mm-hmm. you know, it's not like he doesn't try. Yeah. And he currently has eye goobers and we have to go to the pediatrician. So thank you all for listening. Make sure to subscribe, rate us five stars, and write us a review. Helps other people discover the show. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see I'm rocking this gorgeous maroon hoodie set. You can get it at tryguys.com. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next Sunday. Keep on, keep on stepping. Keep on stepping.